You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. McFarland, McFarland Energy, thanks so much for sponsoring the Bradfoe Show, powering us through the season. And now we're in the meat and potatoes. We're heading to the trade deadline, obviously, on August 2nd. And every little bit of conversation heading into the next couple days is going to be about the trade deadline. And Red Sox stayed in the conversation in regards to being actual buyers. We don't know what they're going to do. That's what everyone's wondering. But they beat the Guardian 4-2 on the back. Put put everybody on my back, boys. Xander Bogarts. That's right. He pulled a Cedric Maxwell. Get on my back. I'm going to hit a three-run homer. That's exactly what happened. So Xander Bogarts goes deep in the sixth inning, giving the Red Sox a 3-1 lead. They don't look back. But after the game, that's when the news was really, 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 really important, where you have Bogarts coming out and saying that the Red Sox, Heim Bloom, the Red Sox front office, has told him face-to-face that they are not trading him. So this is what Xander Bogarts said after the game. I think I start playing better after that, right? Uh... I mean, it's it's a little. I want to say relief is a is a good word, but I mean, it's obviously more 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 relaxing, you know, and going out there. And it's not like you want to win every game on your own. I mean, we're we're a whole team. Everyone uh, can win the game, but I just feel like it, it it makes you more freer, you know. And pretty much, this is my first time really dealing with it. Uh, I know I had a couple years ago in the 2020 season. I mean, COVID on its own was a distraction to that. So this is actually my first time really, really dealing with this. So it's been, it's been up and down, but it's been, it's been good. You be told that personally, or? Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I should say that, but I, don't know, I hope I don't get in trouble. But yeah, much better like that, you know. And, as I said, communication, I mean, it's, it's always huge in, in everything in life. So to get that type of feedback, it's, it's beneficial, I would say. So, so that was obviously big news because we had heard from Heim Bloom, we had heard from Sam Kennedy that they, they weren't entertaining the idea of trading Devers and Bogarts, but it's one thing to say that in the media, and then it's another thing to go up to the player and actually say that. So Bogarts. Devers not being traded, but that doesn't mean these other guys aren't in play. We have to find out what exactly is going to happen with the likes of J.D. Martinez, with the likes of Christian Vasquez, and with the likes of Nathan Ovaldi. Nathan Ovaldi may have pitched his last game as a home player in the Reds, in a Red Sox uniform at Fenway Park. That is just a fact. So, with that in mind, I went up, did a little bit uh, of a Bradfoe show on the go interview with Nathan Ovaldi. Talk to him about his feelings heading the trade deadline. Talk to him about how he felt in regards to whether or not he was going to be traded, what that meant, uh, if he got a vibe one way or the other, or really, really what it meant to actually pitch in that game the other day and if he soaked it in. Uh, Nathan Ovaldi is a guy who's going under the radar here in terms of what is going to happen to him, what he's meant to the organization. Let's take a step back and just realize Listen, this guy could be gone after having some real, real memorable outings and having a memorable stint with the Red Sox. We should take that into consideration when heading into trade deadline. I know there's a lot of guys 
But Nathan Avaldi, for all that he's done for the Red Sox, all that he's meant to the Red Sox since coming over in 2018, you know, he deserves a time to actually reflect, to actually be part of the conversation. So that's exactly what we do. We sit down with Nathan Avaldi and we talk trade deadline. All right, everybody, subscribe, follow, listen, rate, review, Bradford Show on the go. We got Papelbon talking all kinds of things coming up. But in the meantime, here you go, Nathan Avaldi. Um, you know, you meant so much to this franchise and everything. Like, and I ask Andrew the same thing. You don't know what's going to happen. Yes, too. It's Andrew the same thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. But at the same time, is there an element of like when you you soak everything in because you don't know what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, I think that's just the beauty of the game in general. You guys get comfortable being out here, and you never know when the game's going to be over, whether it's an injury or sorry, whether it's an injury or uh, you know what what's at stake. Uh, for me, I've had a lot of injuries in my past, so I try not to take anything for granted. You know, I love being over here with the Red Sox, and you know, I feel like we're going to put a team out there. That, uh, that's going to give us a chance to win ball games and ultimately World Series every time we're out. So, uh, you know, I, I don't take anything for granted. I understand it's a business and they're going to do what they have to do to uh, to continue to make the organization better. You you obviously are such an important part of the success. And, and is there an element of you, and this is another thing I talked to them about, which is like, come on, you know, we're good, man. Yeah. Like, no. we're good. Let's, let's go. Let's, let's yeah. give this a run. Absolutely. I mean, I, and again, that goes to back to what I said earlier about just the Red Sox always putting a team out there that's going to give you a good chance to win. And I think when we're healthy, we're, you know, the best chance possible to win a World Series over here. But, you know, right now we're piecing everybody together and getting guys back. And again, you know, I think it helps us out this year given the fact that, you know, there's the three wild card spots and we know that anything can happen once you get into the playoffs. It's all about the team that gets the hottest. Um, you know, we know the teams that we're going to be going up against at the time, and, you know, I think our preparation helps out a lot to get us there. You know, kind of touching back on, like, everything, like, you said, like, with Bogey and myself and the things that we've been able to accomplish. I mean, we're obviously proud of that, but we want to keep moving forward, and, you know, uh, as a player, you're proud of your accomplishments, but you're focused on that year and you know, this year your goal is to win a World Series championship. You, you've been through situations like this before. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even remember where Tampa was, to be honest with you. Where we were at home. You were in it? Yeah, we were at yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. I was supposed to start that day. Oh, really? Yeah. So you you, you in situations like, is it like the, the easy answer is one day at a time, everything yeah. else, but you're also human beings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and again, like, I mean, your name's going to pop up. I feel like everybody's name's going to pop up in the straight talk and everything, and, and it's kind of a distraction in a way. You just want to stay focused on what you have to do today because you can't control whether you leave or you don't. So um, by me focusing on if I'm possibly going to get traded, I think that takes away from what I'm able to bring to the team, and I want to make sure that I don't allow any distractions to come in and you know interrupt us. I mean, I, I think that's always the goal in spring training, too, is you don't let the outside noise come in. and. Uh, you know, we, we're, well, we're well aware of where we are in the standings and we're well aware of what we're all capable of doing as a team. And right now, with all the struggles we're having, it goes back to doing the small things right, having quality at-bats, making making the outs when given to us and getting ahead in the counts and throwing strikes and counting the strike zone. Well, and, and we've talked about this before, going all the way back to spring training, and you guys, and Alex talked about it, about how, listen, this is this is a veteran group. We understand the dynamic with the contracts and everything yeah. else, but we're a veteran group and we 
we know how to handle this and you guys have handled it and now this is the ultimate test of handling it i guess no yeah i mean 100 percent i mean and again we don't know what's going to happen so again it comes back down to us coming out here playing good ball i mean every one of those guys out there on the field are able to help contribute to us winning a championship and we talked about that Again, in every spring training, it's not about the 25, 27 guys you got on the field and, or the 40. Like it's going to take absolutely everybody, and it's a whole, it's a whole. You know, everybody in the Red Sox organization, the media, even going back to you know, the, obviously the training staff and the strength coaches and the coaches that are here. Everybody's going to contribute in some kind of a way to help us winning the World Series championship. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Are you um, and do you feel like? The last couple of months for you, like they, like obviously you're getting better, you're coming back, and that you're sort of primed of okay, let's go. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, you know, I, I had that issues, the issues with my back, which I mean, kind of happened out of nowhere. I don't really know what caused them or anything like that. Those are gone now. And, uh, you know, a month off from throwing. Or not, or not quite a full month, but just having that time off from throwing, I feel good, and I feel like each game back. Uh, last night I felt really good as the game went on, and you know I hadn't been feeling that. I'd been feeling, uh, you know, kind of having to grind through some outings, things in, of that nature. But last night I felt, you know, after those first two innings, I was able to settle down in the game, get quick outs, go deeper into the game, and starting to feel my mechanics again and get my feet under me, and uh, you know, again, be able to come out here and contribute and help the bullpen out a little bit. Do you remember the first time that you walked here as a Red Sox? I mean, obviously, I mean, they, no, well, walked in as a member of the Red Sox to Fenway Park. I mean, this you had two great starts out of the game, and and does that seem like forever ago? <laughs> I mean, no, yeah, I mean, I feel like all of my starts, yeah, you know, I try to turn the page quick. Uh, if I did something good, try to continue to do those things good. And a lot of the times as a pitcher, I've probably said this before, you know, you're not going to make 100 perfect pitches. There's going to be some flaws in there, some things that you did wrong, things like that. But, I mean, I, I, I do remember coming over here as a Red Sox, uh, you know, in the whole the whole focus was winning the World Series Championship, everything they had accomplished up until that point, and then going out there and doing it, and we were able to accomplish it. So, And you, know, you clearly liked it. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, I mean, I love love coming over here to the team, and we've had our ups and downs, um, you know, 19, 20 with COVID and the injuries, things like that. And 21, we were six games away from winning it again. So, I mean, we know what we're capable of, and the guys know that once we get hot, anything can happen. I think we opened a lot of eyes last year. And again, with all the world or all the wild card spots open, all the opportunities to get into the playoffs, that's that's what we got to do is make sure we get in there. And the, the last thing is, I remember like when you were a free agent last time, you really narrowed the teams that you wanted to talk to, right? Yeah, I mean, I, we were open, we were open to all the teams for uh, conversations and stuff like that, but you know. You want to go to a team that's going to be a contender and you're going to have an opportunity to be in the playoffs because that's what it's all about down the road and getting into the playoffs and trying to win a World Series. So, so that said, you know, like in, in a perfect world, and listen, baseball is never a perfect world, what you, it's business and everything else. Would you like to, like, say, okay, you know what, I want to ride off into the sunset as a member of the Red Sox, whatever that's six years down the road? And we talked about this. Like, I look at you, and this is me talking about, like, how you, you were a perfect example of the new age of pitcher, of taking care of your body and everything else, pitching a long time. But in a perfect world, would it be running off into the sunset as a Red Sox? Yeah, of course. I mean, the Red Sox, and again, you know, I love the organization here. You know, the way you see me, just the team and the front office always giving us a chance to come out there and 
uh, you know, have the best staff out there on the field. Uh, of course, I want to be here and be a part of this organization forever. But like you said, it's not a perfect world. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Championship team.